BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hey, Corey. Welcome back to BizQuick. Hey, thanks, Julie. How are you doing? I'm good. It feels like it's been forever since we've done a Talkin' Tacos. It's been almost one month, exactly. I know. Why does that feel like so long? This crazy world we live in. Every day just drags by, it <laughs> every, seems like. Every day's a new adventure. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this is part four of our Talkin' Tacos series. And this week, we're going to be talking about well, kind of, we're going to take a little bit of a departure from talking about how SB Pace has been working with with you and Matt to open Cabo. And instead, we're going to start talking about that behind the scenes type stuff of opening a restaurant. So this will really be, I think, of interest to um, some, you know, and other entrepreneurs who have recently or are preparing to open a business. And I got to tell you, right now is the perfect time to open a small business and be a small business owner. Lots of advantages to having not a lot of employees right now. Sure, that's always been the case. That has always been the case. So, um, yeah, let's kind of, let's dive into that. And we can, you know, talk about how that has um, things that um, maybe SB Pace has learned through the um, stuff that Cabo has gone through or vice versa. Things that maybe have made it easier for you because of the work you've been doing with SB Pace. Cool. Um, Well... First and foremost, I mean, the one thing um, that with this and uh, the one similarity with this and pretty much every business, nothing ever goes according to plan. (laughs) Not nothing, but um, you can plan all day long for everything, but the, the thing that you really need to be proficient at is being flexible. And that's, that's small business in general. And that's, the restaurants especially. And that's why I like the restaurant industry so much is that it's it it constantly challenges your challenges your problem solving abilities. There's mm-hmm. always something that gets some wrench that gets thrown in the works, regardless of everything that you plan for, all the training that you do, all the preparation, something's gonna go wrong. And it's usually a piece of equipment breaking at like seven PM on a Friday night or yeah. um you know, stuff like that. And you like, like I said, you can plan all day long, but I mean, you don't have a bottomless bank account. You don't have an endless amount of storage. Like you're going to, things are going to, things are going to get screwed up in some way, shape or form, and you're going to have to adapt. So what's interesting is I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this, right? So I have, listen, I've only worked in one restaurant in my entire life. I was really good at it, but <laughs> it's been a while. So when things don't go as planned with SB Pace, right? If we're working with a client on something and maybe um, we have a deliverable and it slips or, you know, we, a client implements something that we recommended or gave, coached them on and it doesn't go as planned. Um, it's, I feel like it's relatively easy for us to recover from that because what I have found is most of the time, well, Uh, without exception people know 
less than we think they do. <laughs> right? I mean, there's that. And there's also, we also, I mean, I think we do a good job of setting people up from the start to like letting them know that they're going to have to be nimble, that we're going to like, I mean, we don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. And, Correct. and the best plans that we lay out for people aren't necessarily like not everything's going to be a home run. And sometimes you just have to, you try something, you tweak it, you try it, you tweak it, you keep tweaking it until it, you know, something, you know, yeah. until it actually works. And, and patience in small business is definitely a virtue. Yeah. So when things go terribly wrong at the restaurant or go wrong, um, how easy is it to keep that just kind of behind the scenes and not let the customers know what's going on? Or does it really depend on what it is? I mean, it depends on what it is. Like, uh, it, it and I think that's with any business is like, mm -hmm. there, obviously, if there's going to be something, and, and this is primarily for product based businesses, but like, if there's an issue with supply chains or product or whatever, that's it's, it's kind of hard to keep that a, a secret from mm -hmm. the customers, whoever they are, whether you're building, you know, uh, whatever it is, building widgets, uh, widgets, sure, um, and shipping those across the country, or you're making food and selling it in your restaurant. Um, it's kind of hard to to hide that, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes mm -hmm. in any business that most people just are completely oblivious to. And, and that's including the employees a lot of times. Oh yeah. Including a lot of, uh, yeah, exactly. Because I mean like there, there, something might happen and it's whatever it is, like you want to keep it quiet and it's not because you're trying to, it's not like something illegal happened or maybe something illegal did happen, but you want to like protect the person's name who just mm -hmm. got escorted out of the kitchen by the police, you know, you make you figure out a way to just make that seem like it was totally normal and nothing happened and mm -hmm. and you just you fill in the gaps and there you go they witnessed um, a crime or something yeah exactly or you know whatever they just had to go out back and talk to somebody real quick because i mean that's the thing nobody wants to cause a scene generally so and again that's a very i mean a very specific instance but the, is that a real life example I don't know. Um, I'm not saying. But your, there, your smile tells me it is. There's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes in any business that nobody knows about. And it's, you know, like, mm -hmm. it, and it seems like it's seamless on the front end. I order something online and they say it's going to take two to three days to, uh, you know, fulfill my order and then shipping. So I can expect it in five days, let's say. Mm -hmm. You get an email couple days later, they're like, hey, we had an issue at the warehouse and, uh, you know, it's going to be like a day or two late. And you're like, no, no big deal. I wasn't, you know, unless you're counting on that thing. Right. Behind the scenes, though, they're scrambling. They're, you know, like because their supplier, their truck that was supposed to, you know, show up caught on fire on the highway or something like that. And they're yeah. scrambling to fill, you know, fill the gaps. And that's why you can't prepare for every scenario, but you can you can prepare your team. You can train your team so that they can react. You can give them, um, the the uh, give them like the trust tools? trust them to make the right decisions. Yeah, and then um, and then have like enough levers that you can pull that one of them might fill fill that that gap. So, for instance, like the let's say the warehouse, the truck catches on fire, and your product you know, you don't get delivered your product. The easy, I mean, there could be a thousand reasons why your product doesn't show up at your warehouse. You don't want to plan for every reason. You just want to plan for the fact that you it didn't show up. something might show up. So you have a backup vendor. You've got some other way to 
fill the gap so that nobody really knows that anything went wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with Matt, who'll be joining us in a second. So why don't we take a quick break and then we'll bring Matt in. Listen up, BizQuick fans. Julie and Corey are launching two new group coaching programs designed specifically for aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Small Business Startups is a 90-day program that will walk any aspiring entrepreneur through the steps required to launch a successful and solid business. The Small Business Accelerator is a nine-week coaching program that helps anyone with an existing business build a stronger foundation and create actionable goals to take their business to the next level. Check out both programs on our site under the services section or click on the link in the show notes to learn more. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back. We are ready to round out part two of part four, (laughs) if you can keep up with that. So, um, and joining us once again is Corey's business partner in this venture, Matt Karfakis. Hey, Matt. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So you are winding down your time as a full-time employee for corporate America getting ready to become a full-time small business owner. How's that feel? Uh, I am counting down the days until until the full transition happens. <laughs> it's exciting, kind of scary, but but it's good. It's good. What uh, what scares you about it? We all know what's exciting about it. What scares you about it? Well, it's like with a corporate job, if you do your job and you do it, at least if you're mediocre at it, you have some some, uh, you know, job security. Um, not that I don't have job security with opening a restaurant, but, uh, there's a lot more riding on me than being in a corporate position. Uh, so, it's so funny because I, as, as I, as soon as I answered the, asked the question, you started answering it. I was like, Oh, please, sweet baby Jesus. Don't let him say that there's security in corporate America. Please don't let that be the answer. And it was. And the reason is, well, first off, Corey and I spent a lot of time just kind of shitting on corporate America and the lack of security that's actually there. Um, I would make the argument, Matt, that you have more security as a small business owner because you completely control your own destiny. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. You don't have somebody else. You don't have to worry about a review. Well, you got to worry about Corey, but... I can give you the tips and tricks of uh, working with yeah. him behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the in corporate America, I mean, you're disposable. You're a number. Uh huh. And and being the small business owner is the, there's sure there's a lot more risk being especially you know if if we're just going to look at statistics, restaurants mm-hmm. are risky. I would argue that they aren't if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the corporate America, it's like, I mean, at any moment they can be like, Oh, you know what? We're going to close that division down later guys. And you know, with, without anything. So yeah, there we've worked with plenty of people who, um, like you're saying, if you're mediocre at best, it's like you do, you do just enough to never like not show up on anybody's radar. Um, and that's, and, and, and there's a lot of people who are okay with that and they don't ever want to rise to anything above just a cog in the machine. But it's a lot more fun to drive the machine than it is to be a piece of it, even though owning a restaurant means that we are driving the machine and almost every piece as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but it's, I think it's, I don't know, there's something very satisfying about knowing, um, and I don't, I don't know, I never felt this before until SB Pace, right? 
that that excitement, that adrenaline, that rush of like knowing, like you, especially like that first year when we were you know building up Corey and and really getting to the point where we were having consistent revenue. Where in my mind, I'm always like, okay, like there's almost like a dopamine release that goes off when I know that we've brought in enough revenue to cover every expense and and paying us in the month, right? Where I'm like, woohoo, we did it, right? It is a satisfying feeling. <laughs> it's just weird though. Being just above broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? But I always think to myself, I wouldn't trade being just above broke for going back to corporate America for anything in the world. Well, and so like our consulting gig is pretty sweet because there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I mean, there's I mean, yesterday from 10 until like 7 p.m. I was on phone calls. Yeah. Which is awful. But right. then there's other days like today where it's like, oh, I needed to take two hours off. So I just left for two hours. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to have to do work tonight or make it up tomorrow or whatever. And I think like, especially when you get into owning restaurants, there's a lot of that as well, where there's times where you have to be there. Like you have to be there on mm -hmm. the weekends. You have to be there during busy shifts. But, you know, middle of the day, if, you know, if Matt was like, hey, I'm going to go take go a to, nap. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go grab my dog and take her, you know, take the dog to the park for a couple hours. Cool. See you at dinner. That's right. You know? Matt has a giant dog for those of, for all our listeners, which I want you to know, it's giant. I just saw it for the first time the other day and I was like, oh, Corey, that dog is big. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's something else. So what, um, so let's get into a little bit talking about that behind the scenes stuff, right? Because um, one of the things I will say um, with, and I, I don't know, Matt, I don't know you as well as I know Corey, obviously, um, but one of the things that has impressed me and almost a little bit kind of given me some level of anxiety is that Corey's been so remarkably calm about everything that's happened with the restaurant, even when things are way off schedule, right? Like originally planned, you know, for this November opening and now you're thinking it's probably January, right? And right. it never, you never, you were never even phased by it. It was just like, eh, okay. And that to me, like, I don't understand that level of calm when you're trying to do something so big and you've got so much of your capital tied up in it. Like it's just, it's, it's impressive. It really is. So what's the story there? Why aren't you just, I don't know, really, really anxious and like angry. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this kind of on another podcast maybe, but it, it's one of those things. It's like the big things like that you can't control. There's no sense in getting stressed out over them. You just adapt and make change, like, you know, make change it and, and do everything you can to make the best of the situation. But there are just things that are beyond my control and I'm not going to lose sleep over it because like there's, I can't control it. Now, when you get into little tiny things, like the little details, the things that I can control and they start going, like, I will definitely lose my patience then. I mean, you should see me trying to like do any kind of web development. Like, <laughs> wait, the, I have seen you. The minute to do the it. code doesn't happen, there's a lot of yelling. <laughs> so I'm always like, well, when I ask you to do something, and you're like, well, which way do you want it? I'm like, 
which way is the easiest? Yes. <laughs> that is always my response. I'm like, I'm not going to be the person who pushes him over the edge. I don't know what's built up back there. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, between Squarespace and Shopify. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, how about you? Have you been relatively calm about all of it? Or are you back there, like, just kind of gnawing away at something, just being really frustrated? I mean, I'm not frustrated. I don't have any anxiety yet over this. And I think, I mean, Corey and I knew going into this, there's going to be a lot of delays no matter what. And I think uh, looking and working with other restaurant owners from a food rep perspective and their employee trying to open stuff up, a lot of people get bent out of shape at this point because I guess they weren't expecting these delays. Like every time Corey and I talk, we talk about something being delayed. And we just plan for it being delayed. And I think that's really helped us not get stressed. I think uh, as we get closer to the date, probably the weeks leading up to when we need to be open and then the first couple weeks after, that's probably when it's going to be the most stressful for us. And especially, you know, once Matt is done with corporate America, he's going to be working full time and, you know, for, for the restaurant and, that's going to that's going to be fun because uh, we will at that point actually be building out. So at that point, Matt's going to be acting more like a project manager for the construction than anything else. So he's going to get to see it on a day to day basis of oh this idiot forgot to do this. This guy is delayed, whatever. So that's when he and I can start yelling at people. But right now it's not going to help anything. Well, I Corey's Corey's a lot more bark than he has bite. So, I don't. What is that? Am I gonna hit somebody? No, <laughs> no, but no. That you don't really, you you don't typically even like when you're really mad, you're very calm and low key about being mad. Yeah, I just think that saying means that like the whole bark more bark than bite means yeah whatever. I'm not oh. gonna get violent with anybody. Yeah, no, that it doesn't mean you're gonna get violent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> It just means you're going to be, you're calm. Yeah. Yeah. Learn your saying, learn your cliches, man. Okay. Next question. Next question. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So what are, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what happens behind the scenes or or what's been going on and you know, how that, wherever possible, how that is applicable to any entrepreneur opening up a business. Well, there's a lot. It's kind of like, I don't know, you're, like you're orchestrating like ma- like all of these things. So, for instance, today, um, like there was a phone call with the guy who's going to set up our um, carbon dioxide for the, um, that's dioxide, not monoxide, Corey Barrier. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but... Ca- for for the the beer lines, the soda guns, that type of stuff, and coincidentally, Coke, um, the company, emailed us today, and they're like, "Hey, just checking in because they're gonna have to install the soda guns." And yesterday, uh, the guy who's gonna potentially install a draft system called. So it was just coincidental that everybody happened that all kind of needed to work together, all contact on the same day. But it's like, all right, well, I need to connect you with you and this, and then it's just trying to figure out who's gonna have have to talk to whom and. And, and all of that. So, like, there's a lot of that going on right mm-hmm. now. But the nice thing is, like, these people know what they're doing. So, a lot of times you can say, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to connect you and you. Later. Get it done. 
Yeah, they've probably worked together too before, right? Potentially, yeah. Okay. I don't know how that relates to normal businesses. <laughs> well, yeah, but but the, but it's, uh, you know, it, you take uh, somebody, like a, a logo designer, and connect them with a web developer. Oh, yeah, okay. And, like, you don't have to be in the conversation. Like, sure. Like, I need it in this format and whatever, and they go back and forth, and there you go. Yeah, it's just putting a lot of the pieces together, sure. right? And, and, and then working from a schedule. And then the nice thing, having a, a business partner during it is just like, all right, hey, Matt, you know, I'm taking care of this. He's taking care of that. And then that's just more stuff that's off, you know, everybody's plate. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that that makes a lot of sense. So the planning, it, it kind of once you start, once you have a plan and you start pulling all the pieces together, it actually starts to come together very, very fast is the thing that we tell, you know, most of the clients that we're working with at SB Pace, right? Will if they're launching a new business or if we're helping them with, you know, process work or branding or marketing, whatever it is, it it's sort of this slow start that rapidly accelerates and all of a sudden they've got all these pieces that are falling into place and you're juggling different a lot of different things at the same time. So I know that's probably a very similar experience with with the restaurant and then you'll have to eventually start working in the hiring right which will be that's a big piece yeah and that's something that uh matt has a much uh like a much deeper knowledge of the restaurant industry um here in richmond just with his background and and all that i've been out of the loop for years um so that's something that we're definitely going to leverage matt for in terms of you know, just making sure we got the right people. We're not pissing off the wrong restaurants, et cetera. By stealing employees, you mean? Yeah. How, what's that going to look like, Matt? I mean, right now, the landscape of employment in the restaurant industry with Richmond is people are getting stolen. I mean, the, people are getting stolen for $18, $19 an hour. Um, it's going to be hard to... It's not going to be hard to match that, but it's going to be hard to match and keep, I feel like, because uh, people are just bouncing around for the for the most pay. Hopefully that's going to level out here in a month or two, but um, it's going to be super competitive. I mean, we're going to have to be putting ads out almost every other day. We're going to have to be on top of it immediately. Someone sends an application in, I mean, immediately get in touch and set up an interview because a lot of people – are setting up interviews now and just not showing up. They'll have 10 candidates for a kitchen job and no one shows up. So uh, the faster we can get them hired, I feel like the better chance we will have at retaining them. And that's back. You're talking for that 18, $19 an hour job. That's back of the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Matt, so like, I mean, have, have you seen a lot of people negotiating their current, uh, wages by saying hey i just got offered and you know i've got an interview at x for 19 an hour you know do you like sure you, you have an option to keep me sure some um i've heard some of that but it's not as much as i would have hoped um but there's always been i mean it's pretty typical for line cooks to find a place more and just not even give two weeks notice not show up i mean that's that happens more often than not um pre-covid post-covid it's it's going to be the same kind of routine just the numbers are changing yeah what well do you think there's any opportunity in there for the way that y'all do 
um, are going to be building your culture and whatnot, that you're having those transparent conversations with employees, you know, regularly of the, hey, listen, like we know there's a lot of opportunity out there and we love having you here. So if you get another offer, if you could just, you know, talk to us first before you leave, because we want to keep you here. You know, I think conversations like that, personally, I believe now, listen, you probably are both going to tell me that I'm absolutely nuts, but I think conversations like that go a long way when employees know that they're, they're wanted and not everything is about money. And I, I, I mean, I don't know, 18 or $19 an hour. And maybe I'm just really jaded. That doesn't seem like, like to leave for a dollar or two an hour to go to a new place, give up your seniority or any benefits you might have feels that feels like a very short-sighted move for people to be making. Am I, do I sound really, really like sophisticated right now? <laughs> no, no. And see, I think, I think it's also has to do with uh, COVID and everything. Cause it's almost like there's not a lot of seniority right now. There's some, and I'm sure that the, the people who were there with restaurants through the pandemic up to this point, are going to stay there. They have their seniority. But when you're looking at a staff as a whole, mm-hmm. everyone's hiring a ton of new. So there's not a lot of seniority right now to start off. It's almost like you're starting at ground zero with this. So that's where that 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 switching is going to come a lot between restaurants over a dollar. There's not a lot of people have seniority right now. So it's just figuring out what fits best for them, pay, atmosphere. Uh, but I do hope Corey and I can figure something out too. Um, keep people in. And I definitely want to have those transparent conversations with the staff. I think I've done that a few times in the past when I worked for Cabo, you know, the few key employees that really um, stepped up and I liked working with and always showed up. I I had conversations with, with them Mm. about stuff like that all the time and it helped. Yeah. And I think the culture just in general helps because we, I mean, we know that people will work for less money at places because they enjoy where they work. And, and and that does factor in like that, that if they feel appreciated or they, it's, they don't hate going to work. That's a a big factor for that. Cause you're like, Oh, I could go make an extra dollar an hour over here, but you know, I've got freedom here. I've got, you know, like I I like the team. I like the people. I like the atmosphere. That's a big part of it um, in the restaurant industry. But yeah, like, like Matt was saying with every, with the, the employment of like a lot of places being new when I was, um, I was in Blacksburg a couple months ago and, and went to one of my favorite, um, places when I was living there and was talking to the owner and he was just like, he looked like he had aged 10 years in the past one year. Um, first of all, but he had also, he was just talking about his staff. He's like, yeah, everybody here is brand new. He's like, none of these people have ever worked in a restaurant before. And I've got people bartending who've never poured drinks before. Wow. Um, but that's, he's like, because everybody left. And so he's like, this is, I mean, nobody there, like the, the most experienced person had been there for like a month. So it's, it's, it's rough, but I think it's gonna, I like most things it'll, after all of the churn kind of settles, uh, it, it'll normalize a little bit in yeah. terms of like people sticking with jobs and, and the, the pay will get to the point where it's like, okay, like the, you know, we'll let economics deal it out with, you know, the supply and demand curves and we'll come to that, that middle ground right there that makes the best sense for everybody. Yeah. And I think there might be some opportunity there when you think like Matt, when you were saying, you know, the seniority is not really an issue right now. And 
I guess I hadn't really thought about that, but that is, you know, that's such a good point that both of you are sort of driving home. But so maybe there are opportunities, you know, that things that what typically comes with, you know, seniority, right? So in corporate America, which is what I'm used to, what comes with seniority is more vacation time, right? As you get, you get like an extra week or, and then you get those really nice, you get at some point you get like the catalog where you can order your gifts from for your anniversary, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So, um, and you know, like your one year anniversary, you get a keychain. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, it's dumb. I think I got a flashlight, like yeah. a miniature flashlight. I think I got a flashlight too. Um, and maybe like a travel mug or something. But um, anyway, I'm just, you know, when you're talking in the restaurant industry, um, what what comes with seniority? I guess you get the better shifts. You get to pick your shifts. You like, what What do you get? Yeah, better shifts, better schedule. Um, just in general, that sort of stuff. Uh that's pretty much it. And pay, I mean, it, for the, for the regular restaurant worker, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, front of the house, you want your, you want to be able to work three, four nights a week instead of five or six. So you want the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and probably a random day somewhere. Taco place, probably you want it on Tuesday as well. Um, kitchen shifts, trying not to work, uh, close opens, trying not to work brunch, that sort of stuff comes with seniority. Um, that that's the biggest thing, especially out front, is you get pick of the shifts, and right. and when you're talking bartending or serving, obviously, uh, you can make a, a, a the the difference between like a Monday lunch and a Friday dinner, obviously, big money, significantly different. Yeah. Um, and then in the back, it, it, even if uh, you know, so your your best employees, they're still gonna have to work Fridays and Saturdays because that's when you need them, you know, even the seniority, but. They get the they get the early shift, so they get to leave early because nobody wants to close the kitchen. So you know that's one of the things they get to come in. They do a little prep. They run the line. They close. You know they they clean up whatever they need to clean up, and then you know they're gone while you know everybody else has to stick around and do all those sweeping and mopping. Sweeping and mopping. All right. Well, we need to start wrapping up, but before we go, we've got our three questions that we always ask. And Matt, I'm going to toss to you first. Uh, what's one thing you'll do better than anyone else in the area? Hopefully uh, retain employees better. Nice. Hire and retain. Yeah. I like that. Corey, what do you got? Uh, yeah. Along those same lines, just have like a, a more positive and just like uh, a culture that, that promotes, you know, that, that, that family, you know, atmosphere that we're going for. Okay. I love it. Uh, Corey, going to toss to you first this time. What makes you nervous about opening the restaurant? Um, right now, I think it's we're getting back into the world of uncertainty. So who mm. knows what is going to happen you know, a week from now, a month from now. A day from now. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, how about you? What makes you nervous? Uh, I mean, just what Corey said. I mean, we are, we are really getting into uh, more uncertainty. Crazy times. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel like just as we're speaking, there's probably a lot of uncertainty happening right now. Um, final question, Matt, why is Cabo going to be a success? I mean, just the foundation that Corey and I have, I mean, we're not winging it. That's basically it. We're not winging opening this restaurant. We're doing everything correctly. Love I it. Like. I love it. Corey, what do you think? Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I said it earlier, but you know, Matt and I have, done this before so the risk of opening a restaurant is 
significantly less because we actually know what we're doing. I I don't feel like that's what Matt said. I feel like what Matt said without saying it was that working with SB Pace has been a tremendous advantage. I feel like what you're saying is all of the knowledge that Matt and I are walking in the door with. Which we got from SB Pace. Some of it. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been great, guys. And I am certain there will be another episode to follow. We don't have it planned yet, but um, this is certainly a fan favorite for us. So, um for those of you wondering, if you are not already following Cabo Richmond, you should be. It's at Cabo.Richmond is the Instagram account. And is there a website? CaboFishTaco.com. Oh, yeah. We're not on there yet. but <laughs> Okay, well then, but you, you should still go there and support Cabo in general. Yes. Also, you can look at all the delicious food you're going to be able to order when Cabo opens here. All right. Well, um, Corey and Matt, thank you so much for joining Corey and I on the podcast today. As always, you guys have been great guests. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you. And we wouldn't do this if you weren't listening. Everything you want to know about, well, Cabo and about SB Pace and probably Corey Barrier will be in the show notes. If you want to work with us, uh, reach out to us through one of the Many ways we are out there. We have social media, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We've got a YouTube channel. We've been working on TikTok. And everything you need to know is on our website, sbpace.com. Yeah. Um, While you're listening to this podcast, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to it, download it, rate it. And if you really, really like it and feel compelled, go ahead and write us a review. We would appreciate it immensely. And if there's any topics you're interested in hearing about, go ahead and reach out to us through sbpace.com and let us know what you want us to talk about. Don't forget to purchase our book, Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. We've got a digital workbook download. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon. And if you've already purchased it, don't forget to go out there and rate and review it. Matt, have you gone out and rate and reviewed the book yet? Yes, I have actually. Nice. Well done. Thank you for that. Five stars? I gave it five stars. I didn't review it, but I gave you a rating. All right. Perfect. (laughs) All right. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.